0: So I would I would argue that it's better to spread your picks gotcha. around that mid tier than it is to um, to go for real value like like four point five million pound players. Some call him Arjun Bowen, uh, named after <laughs> Arjen Arjen Bowen. I love that. <laughs> but uh, you know. Hello and welcome to FPL Mavericks, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. Join us each week for the highs and the lows
1: of FPL points, hauls, and flops. Mike the Knight, how are you, fella? Very well, thank you. Ben, how are you doing? All the way from London.
0: Yeah, right. This is FPL Oz, right? I don't think this is particularly representative of, of Australia with the two of us, but I appreciate you. You having me on?
1: Mate, international connections all over the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's important to get those rounded views, if you like. That's it, mate. That's it. So, for listeners, um, me and uh, Mike the Knight, we've known each other for a long, long time now, you'd say. Probably eight eight years? We're going more? Oh, I have to think about how old I am. I think potentially nine. But eight, nine. eight sounds
0: good. We'll go with that.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's only um, apt to just let the listeners quickly know about how we first met. Do you want to tell it or should I? <laughs> I think my storytelling is a
0: lot better, but I think that we are somewhat limited in time and the, the, the subject matter is it's fantasy football. So I feel like me telling the story of how we met is, is
1: long. So I'm, I'm happy to let you go. <laughs> long story short, me and Mike Knight uh, met working for Crystal Ski. Um, he was uh, touring a bus on the microphone. Um, he's going through all the names and he's gone, oh, Benjamin. And I've gone, what, Ben? And he's gone, all right, sorry about that, mate. Made the whole bus laugh at me and make an absolute mug of myself. Anyway, puts his microphone down after his speech. Seems like there's only one empty seat and it's me, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about your face, though, that nobody wanted to sit next to you? This is true, but, you know, by the time we got to the uh, channel <laughs> tunnel, you were, you were drooling, falling asleep on my uh, shoulder. So, um, yeah, going back to fantasy to, to Football on the podcast, mate, uh, thanks for coming on. Um, you're welcome. I'm just curious how many people you had to ask that said no before you, before you got to me on the list. But, uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you you're first on the list. Obviously, uh, Luke's on his sabbatical, so it's obviously great to get another well-informed opinion. Yeah, exactly. Um, thanks for everyone continuing to listen. I think it's it's awesome that everyone's passing the pod, had some really good messages. Uh, we'll just jump into the Twitter League or the FPL Mavericks League, and there isn't that much change. We've got Cashing Ings and, and Peter Steinfort at 7.79. That's a huge points total. Cappers um, FC, Simon Kaplan, second, Vaz, seven four nine, and um, an honourable mention to Daniel Beato seventy seven points decent decent point score for that week because it was a, a really tough week, and I think that's what we'll we'll go over is to, to start off as we always do is go over the, the last week's results, looking at Roscoe's that This this seems a, a real long time ago how many days is that now 12? We've been in the uh, international
0: break haven't we so I feel like I can't even remember what the results were last week um, I had to quickly check how I even did Um we have this kind of international break where the focus goes to England playing sub-mediocre teams and, and playing them off the park and you know how however much interest is in that I'm not sure but kind of forget about fantasy for a little bit Whether some people may welcome that break uh, but I've definitely <laughs> forgot
1: I need to do my team yeah man I definitely welcome that break Break after last week yeah some, some standard results but also you know there's, there was a big upset in West Ham Liverpool love it top game that West Ham are such a good team what going, do you think
0: just re- sorry Ben real quick just about um David Moyes there at West Ham. Um, do you think, it's a hypothetical situation for a uh, question for you. Do you think if David Moyes had not managed Man United before, would Manchester United fans be calling for the employment of David Moyes?
1: A hundred percent. Like, and this is the thing that Man United forget, fans forget. Alex Ferguson had five years at Man United where he won absolutely nothing. Yeah. He wasn't this like, he'd done really well at Aberdeen, but when he went to Man United, he needed time. And any decent manager, to be fair, look at Bielsa, I'm going to drop his name. I know we're not doing too well at the moment, but they need time. (laughs) And at Man United, you don't get any time at the moment. And that's the biggest problem. And then you can even apply that to, to Klopp. When Klopp joined, he had a shocking team. He was rubbish for the first two or three seasons. Got him into the Europa League final with that mob. I think it was Moreno, a left-back or something. He has some
0: strange player choices.
1: And now, yeah, like he's, doing, he's one of the best managers in the world and the best team in the world. So, hypothetically, I think if you're a Man United fan, you need to just... And I know it's tough at the moment watching Solskjaer. But you need to give him time but at the same time when you look at solskjaer at the moment and ole he he has no style does he? yeah I, I yeah i think it's
0: it it changes game to game doesn't it it's not a consistent thing that fans can see and be like i understand the idea maybe we've not got this player here or this player here but i understand that kind of philosophy and understand where wins are going to come from um i think when you watch man united now <clears throat> The, the win comes from a, a Ronaldo goal, and that's what you, you're banking on. Um, and then that's another question about Ronaldo whether you know his inclusion actually helps or hinders. But uh, maybe we're going going
1: too deep into a conversation that's not necessarily fantasy football. That's okay, mate. I think I think we're, we're all good to, to chat about these type of things. Um, I think it's individual quality in Man United, but yeah, yeah. We, we can go into that a little bit more once we uh we talk about the fixtures. So last week. Uh, Maverick, well last week, i say a couple of weeks ago uh, Roscoe picked out um, Pinnock who uh, got one point for Brentford, bit of a shocker he picked Gallagher who got 11 points decent, decent pick to be fair to him, he'll be uh, loving the fact that I've said that <laughs> he's got a uh, Crystal Palace uh, 2-0 win um, so that was really good I had an absolute shocker. I cannot believe this. Like, this is just summing up my fantasy season. A Bamiyang, minus one point, <laughs> missed a penalty. Great save, Ben Foster. Great save. Scored an offside goal and then assisted Saka, who was also offside. So I feel absolutely robbed. He should have had an absolute <laughs> haul. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's uh,
0: yeah it's a tough one to swallow isn't it when I don't know if you're watching the game like well potentially not in Australia but yeah it's it's tough to swallow when you look at that so many
1: inches of, of being a great haul. yeah I'm minging anyway I can't believe it um, and then Cucurella who I think had a shot and got, and got me two points so yeah Roscoe's winning the guests are winning uh, since Luke, Luke left their uh You've got some big shoes to fill here, mate. You've got a twelve-point yeah, gap. Believe it. You've oh. got a twelve-point gap in the early doors. Ben Johnson, <laughs> one point, and Ross got a, a Bamian minus one. So, yes, you're you're twelve points ahead um, into this week of fixtures. Um, Here's Rosco setting me up Rosco. for greatness. That's it. So, mate, I think we'll we'll jump straight into the Mavericks because um, we've already. Uh, gone off the track a little bit. So to the listeners that are listening for the first time, a Maverick pick is a differential under 10% owned pick. It's basically going to gonna help you climb up the the mini leagues and become that fantasy Premier League legend that you, that you all deep down want to be. So you've got to have some balls to pick these picks and, and we're here to, to help you through them. So Mikey Knight, who are you thinking first, big man? Yeah, well, it's
0: interesting you said um you've got to have some balls to pick pick these picks. And I and I completely agree um many times. But the first person that I'm going to pick, I, I really don't think you do. I think that actually the pick itself makes sense. You know, you talk about on here the eye test. Um you look at past fixtures, you look at potentially fixtures coming up. And this player for me, when when I saw sort of, when when you gave me the, the call up this morning. Uh, and I thought, oh, I've got to look actually going in and look at what, what what I'm going to do this week. This player stood out for me, and I was surprised by his his, his you know relatively low ownership, um, and that is uh, Jared Bowen at West Ham. Some, some call some call him Arjun Bowen, uh, named after <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know he um, yeah, so you know six point three million. He costs uh, at, at 2.3% own. so I mean that for me was was surprising um, and maybe that's influenced by his performance last week um, because that's an easy one to look at and, and just on the base of it be like you know he's had one good game is this actually a person that you want to bring in but you know the fellas had one blank since game week five mm. um, you know he's constantly been, been getting the performances and uh, and, and getting the points and I, I watched the Liverpool game um, which I thoroughly enjoyed being a, an Everton fan <laughs> um, but he was involved in everything he looked, he looked class um, you know the lad came from from Hull didn't oh, he? Um, from Hull? yeah he, he was at Hull I mean I hope you know, but he didn't know he was at Hull um, and he you know he averaged a uh, one, one, one goal to over two games about you know mm-hmm. like like came and everyone's expecting big things so yeah so he's my um, big pick I think the one sort of first pick he you know, my one kind of worry not worry but they they've got Man City coming up right
1: mm. so they
0: you, you, you can't be looking at, at at one game this week they're on uh, Wolves right yeah then next week you got Man City but then 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 the fixtures get better. Um so I do think Bowen's
1: definitely an, an an easy maverick pick um as a differential, which is surprising. Yeah, mate. I think he's looked great for a couple of weeks now. Um as you said, his um shot per ninety is actually through the roof. It's two point four nine. Um so as you said, the the underlying stats are, are kind of linking up the eye test. His XG is per 90 is up at 0.37. So that's, you know, that's still really high. Um, I know he's that marauding type winger, but you can just really see he's just, he's fi- He's almost like he's just needed time to get fit because West Ham were all about the, the Ben Rama and Antonio show. And this yeah. guy's kind of gone, hang on a minute. Don't forget about me. Well, four um, nows have done the same, hasn't he? Yeah. He's, he's, he's come in and and, and he's he
0: started, you know, he potentially should have had two goals last week. I know he got credited with one. I mean, I wish it was two because he is he was already in my team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, West Ham, I mean, any of those three, uh, four that you've mentioned now, I think, I mean, you take Antonio out, I guess, you, you sort of four nows, um, Bowen and Benrahma. You almost want all of them in your team because, you know, any of those could, and if they were playing on different very hypothetical situation but they are playing mm. on different teams you'd you put them all in as, as people that you bank it on to score mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think Bowen was the most involved in, in in those games and as I said he you know he's
1: been consistently hauling points yeah mate and I think the fact that he's on set pieces so he seems to be yeah. taking a lot of free kicks um, with his and corners with his left decent left foot I'm, think, I'm guessing it is his left foot if he's putting in like Aaron Robin, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I might be wrong here. West Ham fans shouting shouting down the, the pod tell me... The guy doesn't points. even watch what foot
0: he kicks with.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but I, I generally think he's just one of these players that's on an upward trajectory that is going to score FPL points. And the fact that he's so cheap and low-owned, yeah, yeah. I, I wa- he is the player that I wanted to get in. I, w- I wanted to take a minus four this week to bring in, bring him in, but... Um, my fantasy team is in in absolute tatters, so I needed to um, do other things. <laughs> Take all the points you can; you can't afford to be throwing away no, four points. Exactly. <laughs> but just just a quick um, just a quick note what? on West Ham, mate, because obviously you're a huge Everton fan and you had Moyes yeah. at Everton for a long time. Why is this West Ham team so successful at the moment, and, and what impact is Moyes having on them? And and what is he built? Was it what is he built? Yeah,
0: I think, I mean, for the first part of that question, if I could answer that, why are they being so successful? Maybe I could get a job in the Premier League working as a consultant for any of the other Premier League teams hovering around mid-table mediocrity. Um, But, yeah, listen, I think David Moyes, you know what you get with him, right? Like, you know the system you're going to play. You know what he expects of you. um, You know, all those things you suddenly not you're gonna be playing down the middle, you're not gonna be playing on the right, you're not gonna be playing on the left the week after. You've got your job and that's what you learn. So it's a very like mm. systematic way of playing. Um I think now he's got he's brought in some quality. Like I don't know about the recruitment at West Ham, you know, particularly well. Um whether it's more there's a, a, a recruitment team, scouting team that they've they've got there. But I think they've recruited we really well, the check lads that they brought in. Um the you know, Bowen is, is a prime example of, of somebody they brought in, uh, they've recruited really well, and yeah, it's an organization. Um, I think mm. that's what you're always going to get with with Moyes. that's what we had at Everton with him had that organization, and everybody fought for the shirt. And uh, and West Ham, similar to Everton, you know, that's what the fans want to see, they want mm. to see passion, they want to see you work hard for the team, and you know, that. Brings results if everyone on that pitch is giving 100% and working for each other, it brings results. And I think David Moyes instills that in his players.
1: Mm, I agree, mate. They look very together. You can even see in the, the Liverpool yeah. game, they're not, they're not, they don't have to score fancy goals. They just want the ball in the fucking back of the net. And when yeah. it does go in, they're, they're together. They don't have to do a, a tippy tappy um, move, which they are capable of as well, by the way. Um, so I think it's, it's fantastic to see for West Ham fans. and Very jealous that they're on this upward trajectory because they're a similar size club to Leeds and Everton, really. And um, hopefully teams like Leeds and Everton can get back up there. Cool. Very very good pick, mate. Thank you very much. I'm going to go uh, left of centre, but actually in the centre of the goal. This is an absolute outrageous maverick pick. But the reason why I've gone with it is because Sanchez, my keeper, got red carded last week. So I'm thinking there's a couple of listeners in the same boat where you're looking for a goalkeeper um, who is just going to get you some decent points. Um, Whether that means clean sheets or not is a different question. But um, I'm going to go with Hugo Lloris of Spurs. And my reasoning why is not because of the defence and the clean sheets. Um, well it is in a way because they've got a really good fixture run. so they've got Leeds at home Burnley away and Brentford at home so really solid run they've got a new manager bounce under Antonio Conte which is uh, great to have back in the the Premier League and and we know his teams are are really solid Um, so Larice and the sticks I think he's going to basically he's going to get enough shots that he's going to get the save points but then also, I actually genuinely believe, hopefully not this week, he's going to get a few clean sheets because Conte will, will, will go back to his 3 and he'll drill them um, into being defensively solid and, and breaking on the counter-attack. And Spurs have them weapons. They have Son, they have Bergwijn, they have Mora to do that, you know? Um, so that would be my first Maverick pick of the week, mate. What do you reckon?
0: yeah <laughs> speechless um no i th- i think it's 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 fair to look at goalkeepers this week i as you say sanchez was out with the red card um and you've also got raya um from brentford um who who's injured so i think that potentially could be people's you know two goalkeepers so so they need to think now do i want to take nothing or do i want to, do i have a substitute to bring in or transfer sorry to bring in um a goalkeeper. Um Lloris, as the goalkeeper, it's difficult to say yes or no because the, the new managers come in, like Conte's come in who is who is very pragmatic and, and, and starts from the back. You know, you've got that kind of back five that protect the protect the the goal. So, so you don't want to concede and that's how he sets up his teams. I don't know whether Spurs have the defensive cohesiveness to completely bring in his ideology from this week. Uh, you know, we saw them against Everton last week where, where they did get a clean sheet. You know, I, I painfully sat through that entire game. And, <laughs> and you know, Everton, a team I would describe right now as a team with one hand behind their back. Um, just with the injuries that they've got, the Coray, uh, DCL, you know, a real kind of that two 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 really big goal threats. Um, Charleston just coming back from injury. So it's difficult for me to say, no, because Conte, one game, one clean sheet, if you look at it like that, subjectively. Mm-hmm. The play in Leeds, I think uh, Rafinha, Rafinha will play um, this week, came off um, as a substitute in the Brazil game. So I think he will probably play on the Sunday. And Tottenham this season, I think what, they've had, I think the first three games they kept, it was a 1-0 win, right? The first three mm-hmm. games Spurs played. I don't think any Spurs fan or any person could sit here hand on heart and say we kept a clean sheet there because we played really well. Mm. You know, I, I think back to the the Wolves game and Triore should have had probably a handful.
1: Yeah, but I'd someone, sure. someone you wouldn't
0: touch him. To, yeah, <laughs> to keep it to keep it pod pod uh, relevant, you wouldn't touch that fella. But um, yeah, you know, none of those games you'd say should have got a clean sheet. So you know, you're looking at actually they shouldn't have kept any clean sheets. Oh, man. I mean, that's such a hypothetical kind of thing to think about. But yeah, I, I don't know. Because it, as I said, new manager, you can't say definitively how they're going to set up. I just don't rate their back line strong enough to to keep a, a clean sheet. And I think if I had to go, I would say that I'd um, back Rafinha over the score over Larice keeping a, a, a clean sheet,
1: but then maybe he gets heaps of save points. So who knows? That's it, mate. And this is this is the thing. It's it's, it's a little bit of a, a maverick pick in that sense. You could easily go with Allison or or Edison and take away your back three. Yeah, but and I think if you were to go
0: Edison, I, he, I mean, Man City have without a doubt the best five fixtures coming up in terms of clean sheets, I think. But is he going to get any points for the saves? Potentially not. I think I read a stand I don't know exactly what it was, but he kept the close meet, the, the most clean sheets, but hadn't, it was like ninth or something on points scored.
1: So, you know, clean mm. sheets are on everything for goalkeepers. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Mm. Yeah, mate. Well, i I like to agree with you that I think, well, I hope the, the Rafinha scores, but it's a bit of a win-win for me. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, then I get, I get the Maverick points of Loris. It's a bit of an out-there pick, but I think for the listeners that are struggling with that goalkeeper issue, if they've not got mm-hmm. any goalkeeper, I think, yeah, give them a look. Cool, mm-hmm. mate. So, second Mav for the, the Mike the Knight. Who are you sticking on the scoreboard? This lad is a
0: Champions League player. I mean, that's all the stats I've got on him actually. No, <laughs> no, um, the lads a Burnley player actually, yeah. Maxwell Cornet.
1: oh, the Cornetto, the Mr. Whippy right. himself,
0: <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, six million, 1.4 percent owned, so yeah, low, low ownership. Very um, nice. <clears throat> I think he'll been played out of position, really, hey? Like he's, he's, mm. he's coming as kind of left wing back, and he's definitely played a kind of a forward position and um, you know if we look at our at, at, at our Burnley's next four four fixtures Palace, mm-hmm. Spurs, Wolves, Newcastle points there to be scored right yeah um, it, it's you know it, it, a few years ago he was playing Champions League for Leon. you know he's a mm-hmm. he's a good player and I think that um Burnley weren't really sure what to make of him first, but I think he's come in and definitely, definitely won them over. Um, you know, really, really solid last three game weeks. Yeah, okay, blanked against Chelsea last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chelsea are a, a solid unit, and I think Burnley even getting anything from that game was was remarkable and a great performance from them. One which they can build on into the next, the next game, um, and then ten and fifteen. Against Brentford and Southampton respectively, um, where he scored three goals. So mm. you know the lads in form. I, I yeah, would,
1: I would argue um, definitely points there to be had. May I agree? And he was one of my uh, bargain bucket picks a couple of weeks back, where where Luke mm. and Point Break actually laughed at me, and uh, he scored. He scored two, <laughs> and has been on yeah. a has been on a runaway train ever since. Yeah, I think I think the Chelsea game you can look at look outside of because they're a really strong team we know that um but how many people
0: doubled up on Chelsea defenders for that game you know no one expected Burnley to get a sniff and I think I I say how many people me (laughs) got burnt by the fact that Burnley got um got the goal and and sort of made our our game week a little bit less
1: sweet but yeah this is it outside of that and I think this is one of the things about fantasy football is there's a lot of uh, the people that could just pick, they call the template where yeah. basically all the, the players will just go on Twitter and you can look at a team and just copy that team. Um, and it'll take you it'll take you far up, no doubt. Um, the stats are behind them, but you're not going to win your mini leagues be, being a template player, in my opinion. You're going to have to take... Yes, exactly. You're going to have to take a risk and this is what the pod's about, mate. It's about having that risk and, and having a measured risk. So, um, you know, Maxwell Cornet's shots per 90 are 2.15. So he's taking loads of shots. He's playing outside, outside of his normal position, but up front. Or just supporting the two up front. So that's why mm-hmm. he's scoring goals. Good point. His key passes per 90 is one key pass a, a game. So that, that says to me that he's going to get an, a, an assist every other, every other game. Um and his XG for ninety is not point two seven. So on that current form and the and the fixtures lining up, I think it's a great pick, mate. I think um especially that price. Yeah, that's it. Because the, the team midfield team. the midfielders now is such a good place to be because if you look at the last couple of weeks, where are these what are these strikers doing? Name me a big striker. Vardy's not scoring, Antonio's not scoring. And no. Pamiam's definitely not scoring. <laughs> Kane, Kane is not scoring. Um, Firmino's injured. Let me know if I'm missing anyone, but... No, the, I mean, it, it's the whole list, isn't it? Uh, the
0: big strikers, or strikers in general, haven't been the, the point haulers this year. I think that you had the kind of promise of Ronaldo. You had the promise of Lukaku. Um, and... Uh, you know, you mean, arguably both of them have faltered, um, whether it's injury or form. I think Ronaldo's still kind of bagging bang them. But I think based on his own ability rather than, than United's solid play. So it's one of those, with Ronaldo, do you drop him because of how United play or can you not drop him because he'll always come up with a goal? But to go back, yeah, the midfielders are the, are the ones that are really, you know, getting the points up
1: this this year for sure. And, mate, that's funny because uh, <laughs> moving on to my next pick, it's, it's, it's a Maverick pick in the forward line. <laughs> 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 well, listen, maybe this is the week. Who knows? Yeah, um, I've decided, and I've actually brought him in, so I, I, for the listeners that, that know me quite well, um, I'm very impulsive and impatient with my Maverick picks, and I just had to get this guy in because I just fancy him. And then there's the I should have waited, should have done this, should have done that, but I just do it. Newcastle striker, which in itself sounds absolutely crazy, but I'm I'm banking the Eddie Howe bounce, the new manager bounce. Um, Callum Wilson, he's two point four percent owned, so he's really really low owned. I know he's been injured, but I think he's come back and he looks quite threatening. 7.3, so he can easily fit into your team um, alongside an Antonio and even an Ivan Tony, another forward who's failed to deliver. Um, His shots per 90, 2.24, so he's the main man, and he, him and Max Max Man. Brentford at home, on penalties. And if you look at his past performances, when he was at Bournemouth and even for Newcastle, he, as a, and I know I said this last week or the week before, he's a flat-track bully. Like, he scores most his goals against the weaker teams um, and he doesn't need that many sh- shots to actually score. So, I'm actually, yeah, I'm very tempted to captain him this week, mate. What, what do you what do you make of Callum Wilson and Newcastle and Lady how... Well, it's funny it. that you mention about captaining,
0: captaining him this week because you set me the task of picking uh, uh, a captain. My sort of wild card Maverick captain for this week, and actually, you've you've just stumbled upon it. Uh, um, yeah, Callum Wilson. Yeah, he's playing Brentford, who we touched on before.
1: Have um, lost Rhea. Did you say Raya or Hayer? Or I don't know, mate. I feel like you've got a bit of Latin pronunciation going in there. Um, Ray, we'll go. We'll go. Raya, we'll go. Raya, right? it's, it's the wife.
0: <laughs> so sorry, she's talking to me now. She's she thinks I'm talking to her. This is all sorts of confusion. Um, <laughs> playing Brentford. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, Raya. Um, they were shambles last week against Norwich. You know, you spoke about um, a pick. Um, from from someone else, Pinnock. Pinnock. Um, mm. Yeah, um, looks like a championship player at best. Um, uh, Jansen same same thing. The, the, the defense looks, Brentford defense looks a shambles um, and a, mm. an absolute shell of itself without Raya. And, and you know, I, I, I play goalkeeper myself, and I know that the goalkeeper can make such a difference to to that back four with the communication, mm. uh, domination of the box, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think that they've re- they've really missed it um, against Norwich. I think they're, they're going to miss it against New, uh, Newcastle. And I think, as you said, uh, Callum Wilson is only going to pounce on that and, and make his presence felt. Um, you know, you, as you said as well yourself Eddie Howe kind of bounced. He's had this kind of international break to, to work on on his team. I think he's probably only missing three or four players for international break, so he's almost got his full squad there. Um, I mean. Yeah, so he's almost got his full squad there to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think Callum Wilson. I mean, as I said, I put him as my captain pick that, that you asked me to do. Um, mm. So yeah, great, great choice.
1: <laughs> in your opinion, great choice because you've thought of it before. Good. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd. I'd only
0: captain him, him. I'd only captain him if he was in my team already. I'm not sure I would bring him in um, as as a player. But if you've already got him in your team. Um, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd look at potentially captaining him this week if you wanted to kind of
1: get a, a big jump on on your mini-league. Yeah, cool, mate. Well, I, I'm, I'm happy that you've, you've picked that as your Maverick cap as well. In terms of your philosophy then in captaincy, because obviously you're, you're 25 points ahead of me at the moment, mate, so you're doing well. I prefer what... to
0: think of it like
1: 70 points off of the top of the, the fantasy league. Okay, well, that's (laughs) what I was going to say. You're 70 points off the top, (laughs) which is which is closable. With your strategy, then, because obviously you're not playing to come last. Yeah. Do you do you stick on the whole Perma Salah Perma Salah captaincy and and hope that he just keeps hauling, or do you start to try and close that gap by do you know picking a mouth cap?
0: Um, I have attempted. To not stick with Salah, and it's always no, that's unfair. It's sometimes working, sometimes not, right? Mm -hmm. And that's 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 what it's always going to be. Um, I think at the moment Salah is unstoppable. If you don't have Salah in your team, you are not going to to get towards the top. So, do you play it safe and captain Salah in the um, in the knowing that other people in your Fantasy League are going to be captains of Salah so you don't you want to try and make up those points elsewhere or do mm. you gamble and say okay maybe Salah isn't going to bank this week or you know I mean he scored five last week right mm. is, that in, is that in banking or no like mm. if it was anyone else but Salah you would be like five points decent but it's Salah right and, and you, you captain him and he gets five so you get ten and that's you would want more from your captain right mm. I, I think ten's okay T- Tens, it's still not a blank, but for Salah, I think he, he, he almost plays at a different level. I actually captained James last week. So I was, as I touched on before, very disappointed uh, that Burnley scored because um, I <laughs> doubled up on Chelsea defence and also captained James, which would have been a great, great haul. Um, so, you know, I think unless I see an opportunity in the, in the rest of my team, I will captain Salah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's my here. strategy. Exactly. Yeah, he's always going to be the, the vice captain. Uh, he's always going to be be there. You, you've got that. Okay, James playing Burnley. He's had a great week last week. I'm going to captain. I'm going to go for it in, in the hope that it brings me points. He got 14. So you know, it was better than captain Gasali. I
1: mean,
0: better like, but he, he, <laughs> 14. I'm. I, I, I can't argue with. Um, so yeah, I think that's my strategy anyway. Have a look around my team see if there's a better option. If there's not, it's, it's going to be sour. Yeah, fair play, mate. Cool.
1: Well, all right, we'll move on to uh, the bargain bucket pick, which last time I did one of these, it was Maxwell Cornet that went off. So I'm hoping I can repeat, repeat the, uh, the bucket. And a guy that I think is the only valid point scorer in the worst team in Premier League history up to this point. So, obviously, um, Dean Smith, who I really rate as a manager, I think was wrongly sacked at Aston Villa Mm -hmm. after all he's done. I think, yes, they weren't looking great, but they had lots of injuries. Um, They were waiting for a few pieces of the puzzle to um, come in. And he probably was playing um Ollie Watkins out of position out wide where he sh- probably should have played him and Ings down the middle, in my opinion, in a slightly different formation. And they would have come good, no doubt. Um so with him jumping into uh Norwich, I actually think they'll 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 be solid because the old thing about Norwich was Daniel Fark was trying to play pretty football and he doesn't have the players to play pretty football. Um, yeah. he'll make them solid. And this guy, uh, Matthias Norman, was the only fellow, the lad with the sil I think he's got silver hair. Like, I don't know what he's doing with his hair, but he looks like he's, he's look, he looks like he's off Dragon Ball Z or something like that. But yeah, he's the only player that I really rate to score points outside of Pookie. He's 0.3% owned and he's 45 in the value. And their fixtures and I know they shouldn't have any good fixtures but if they're going to pick up any points <laughs> and beat Derby's record this is it because they just won right so this this could be the run when Matthias Norman actually does have a bit of a bounce um, his shot per 90 is actually really good it's 2.29 so he's going to get something's going to come off for him his, his X per G per 90 on the other hand is 0.99 <laughs> It's like any stats,
0: isn't it, right? You just kind of like fix them to say whatever it is that you want to say,
1: yeah, exactly <laughs> but the i test the eye test there was this bloke. I actually think he's quite a good player and he's he's held himself um in a good stead compared to the rest of them. um so I'm hoping with the new manager bounce, um he's going to be that bargain bucket that scores me points mate. who what do you reckon have you seen much of him? To be honest, I haven't
0: actively watched Norwich. Um, I mean, for all the, the 4K um, attractive football uh, plaudits that you, that you give him, uh, it's not been a team that I've necessarily thought, oh, I can't wait to turn on the TV and watch Norwich. But, um, yeah, listen, I, I, I think when you're talking about a 4.5 million player in any team, it's a, it's a gamble right like at 4.5 million they're not going to be the, the person that's going to bank every week Um I think it's a good shout Norwich play Wolves this week uh, no sorry Norwich play Southampton this week yeah I mean I, I, You're I, right. I can't say much about it yeah I can't say much about it mate I, I just think it'll be it's one of those bargain bucket picks it works or board. it doesn't
1: that's it yeah so why i not
0: vote for it mate
1: I mean are you going to bring them in your team Mate, you know what? Looking at the issues I have <laughs> You need something. I need something, yeah. Um he's not gonna be first on my list, but if I needed to bring someone in cheap to fill it yeah. to, to get a starter in at four point five, yeah, I probably would. I'd give him a punt. Like, what have you got to lose? Like you're not you're not expecting much off him and if he scores and no. assists in a in a week in a bounce that's going to pump you up the the mini-leagues. So, yeah, I wouldn't bring him in this week, but if I I needed to bring someone in at that value, I would bring him in, yeah.
0: Definitely, at that price point, I think one thing that's interesting, um, and I I hadn't actually realised it until you asked me to put this together and I kind of looked at ownership um, properly, is that there are only 14 midfielders that are over 10% ownership. Wow. Which... It's not a lot, no. Right, like so. There's actually a, quite a bit of spread, I would say, around um, those mid-range midfielders. If you like, if you look at those top ten as premium, let's take mm. away price for a second. Talk about points. Um, if you look at like the top um, fourteen that are over ten percent, they're your premium. And then you look at your mid, and then now you're going down to Norman, who is your your low. And what you need is for your low to outscore the medium because they're similarly priced and actually there's such a spread of people there um, that it actually might not be worth, I mean, going against the grain of bargain bucket, but it might not actually be worth dropping into that bargain bucket to try and claw back points because of the spread of ownership within that kind of mid-tier. I think that's a really interesting thing to look at um, because it's not, it's not as simple as, I'll oh, pick someone nobody's picked because you could pick someone that 1% of people have
1: picked. If we look at our picks today, around 2%. It's not a lot. Mm. Okay, mate. So you, you're, you're swaying towards how, how the templaters play the, play the game then. Well, it's not templaters. It, it's saying that actually
0: there's more value in mid-tier in terms of points than there is to go to low-tier unless you have no money. So I would I would argue that it's better to spread um, your picks Gosh. around that mid tier um, mm-hmm. than it is to um, to go for real value like really
1: like four point five million play- pound players. Yeah, fair enough, mate. I think it really depends on your situation. Like each fantasy team and it, it, each player has different fires to put out each week. So I hundred percent. I think I'd probably agree with you there, mate. A lot of the Midfielders at the moment are at like six point five. Anything around yeah. six point five, like you can get a really good player. Like I can't believe I'm stuck with Havertz at eight point one <laughs> million. Who's done fuck all. And I can't yeah, wait. So to get rid Chelsea wins seven nil and he gets no points. <laughs> nah, he's, I, I can't <laughs> yeah. believe I'm stuck with him. But I've had other fires to put out, so we'll deal with that when it comes to it. Look, mate. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Been a you're great welcome, insight, mate. and we'll we'll have you on again. I'm sure. Um, yeah, stay Maverick, mate. No, no, I,
0: I appreciate it, mate. And uh, good luck with this week's. And uh, I hope we can both get a, a, a big point haul. Me slightly more, but yeah. Mm.
1: Well, mate, you know I hope yours Maverick score because the person I get on next week will probably rip into if you don't. So, do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll let, I'll
0: let him or her rip into us um, if my mind don't't don't, don't score. I thought we had to pick three, so I still had one one as my in my back pocket, but i'll leave that for the next person. <laughs>